Are you a fan of vampires? Then check out Vlada a Dracula Tale on Facebook and on Twitter for more information about an exciting new graphic novel from me and artist Ken Hunt. We take the entire story of Dracula and we gender swap the cast. This is not your traditional graphic novel. It's very akin to the Bernie Wrightson Frankenstein that you may have seen or read about. Amazing black and white illustrations and covers by Ken Hunt, as well as by Tim Vigil, Kara Nicole, and many others contributing to this amazing project. Keep an eye on the Vlada A Dracula Tale Facebook and Twitter for more information about the exciting Kickstarter coming late October. In the shadows you can hear the sound The rumble of a hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the way to go You also can't see if there's nowhere to go It's the creature Welcome back to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. And tonight we are talking about Demon Spawn from the episode, I believe the children are our future. Um, and just to give you a bit of a uh, clarity about what we got coming up next, um, we are going to be... Um, I don't believe we've ever done an episode about Loki, Right. We have not. And actually, I am voicing a book on Nordic mythology right now, so I can be ready for that. Right. We're going to be skipping The Curious Case of Dean Winchester just because there's no real reason to do it. It's a fun episode to watch where Dean gets really old. Uh, But uh, it's The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Don't have a lot to want to, you know, doing research on that. And there's not really a thing as much, you know. In that episode. Yeah. But Loki, definitely. Uh, magical poker game. I, I, what are we going to talk about, really? You know? <laughs> I looked and I looked and I'm like, I don't see a Our lot hand? out there for us to talk about. What are we going to talk about? Poker? We're going to become a poker <laughs> about show? Um, Sam interrupted um, definitely about psychiatric hospitals. I think we've done the uh, mental health ward kind of stuff before. I know we did. Didn't we do haunted prisons? But I'm not sure. Well, if we, did, we did a whole episode about like psychiatric five. wards because you described to me a bunch of um, very intimate sex acts that a woman could do to herself that used to be used for torture. Oh no, no, that's uh, hysteria. Old, right, the old hysteria and the cures for hysteria. Right, <laughs> we talked about sex stuff. It was the episode you had to come on for because Cat was too young at the time to talk about it. It was real stuff though. Right, so we've kind of already talked about it. So psychiatric wards and stuff like that, we have like we have touched upon enough that we don't need to kind of go back to it. Fair. Yeah. Um, race, we've talked about archangels. We've talked about we've talked about angels, so that kind of covers under that as well. Biblical stuff. Yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about Sam and Dean dying and going to hell. Cupids. Uh, we did my bloody Valentine. I guess we did do cupids did. too, right? We did do that. Uh, I and, don't know if we talked too much about cupids, but I don't know if there's enough to talk about there. Well, I mean, there's probably episode. a ton to talk about with cupids, but we did do my bloody Valentine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, but we didn't do the horror Babylon. That's for sure. So we definitely could probably do that. We could do that. Yeah. 
uh, whatever episode the Horror Babylon is actually connected to as well. What's funny is that one of the episodes we're going to be skipping over is The Song Remains the Same. That is a Dean, that is a uh, Mary and John Winchester episode, Mm. which is coincidence because there's a Winchester television show on right now, which is the retconned story of how Mary and John met and fought monsters together long before they were pregnant and had kids. Supposedly, there is some major continuity issues, but I digress. Well, the show's being told by Dean Winchester while he's still alive, too. Yeah, you know, him getting into... Oh, oh. Uh, spoiler? Uh, spoiler? Uh, him getting into the car at the end. Are we going to see Sam and Dean time travel back to Mary and John's day? Because that's what I want to see. Uh, I think Sam is tied up on Walker... Dean's a lot more available. Jensen's a lot more available. Um, there's been no word about Sam showing up on this show. This seems to be kind of a Dean solo thing, um, giving us the true story about John and Mary. I'll hold out hope. Yeah, we're also introduced with the Men of Letters very early on, and those don't even get introduced until, what, season 10? Oh, yeah, like, wait. John has no idea what happened to his father. He thinks his father walked out on him, his mother and him, when in fact he got teleported. Yeah. And Sam and Dean learned the truth about what happened to their grandfather. Craziness. And this show is about Mary trying to find her father. That was the plot line of season one of Supernatural, with Sam and Dean trying to find John Winchester. It's it's fascinating. I... Went on the and other most fascinating season. worst retcon ever is Mitch Pelegi played um, Samuel Campbell in the flashbacks, and then when they brought him back to life in season six, which was terrible, by the way. But Mitch Pelegi played him in the flashbacks in 1973. I need to point out that um, Tom Whaling, best known for playing Clark Kent, aka Superman, on Smallville plays Samuel Campbell in Winchester's When He Finally Will Show Up. 72 to 73 was a rough year for Samuel Campbell for him to turn from Tom Whaling to Mitch (laughs) Pelegi. What continuity Those two actors... Whatever. Those two actors couldn't look further alike if they even tried. I mean, if you have seen Tom Whaling... He is an extremely handsome, stocky kind of guy. Knowing Supernatural, they will explain this in the show somehow. <laughs> Maybe he gets burned or something and has to have facial reconstruction search. I don't know. Well, they put a picture. <laughs> they put a picture of uh, of Tom Whaley, what he looked like when he showed up in the Arrowverse crossover, The Crisis on Infinite Earths, next to it to a picture of of, of Mitch Pelegi. Uh, from mm-hmm. the most recent like episode of the X Files, and they're like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> works for me, bud. <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, but we'll we'll dive into some Winchesterness. Uh, probably when like a handful of episodes are done. The first episode has to do with the Ruru, and we have probably have covered that before. Uh, it's just another form of a werewolf. 
Um, they're hunting some type of ultimate bad, and so there might be some original monsters that show up on the Winchesters, but maybe we'll do like a half a season episode dedication to the first six episodes, and then another episode dedicated to the last six episodes, because Winchesters is only 13 episodes long. Not long enough. It doesn't need to be 20-hour episodes. Are you kidding? I need more. I need Why? more. You need, Everything more of, you need more of trash garbage TV that doesn't make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> you are a desperate housewife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So I've got the synopsis for this episode here. Yeah. Or, so let's I let's talk about a, a good season of Supernatural, season five. <laughs> Dean and Sam investigate a series of murders that resemble fairy tales and urban legends. The brothers track down an 11-year-old boy that Castiel deems a serious threat. The air date was the 15th of October, 2009. This half-human, half-demon is Jesse Turner, um, who Cass believes to be the Antichrist, uh, but not necessarily the son of Lucifer, which he needs to explain to Sam and Dean that it's not quite the same thing as much as they think of like the Antichrist from uh you know popular fiction such as the um the omen because that's what dean calls him an omen kid mm-hmm. uh, gatlin jesse. griffith played jesse and he yeah, has 33 a... imdb credits as an actor and he's worked on the boys he's also got a black picture for his imdb i don't understand i thought mine was just glitching when i was looking at it no it's just blank it's just black i mean it's not even blank it's just black so it's kind of strange um yeah he was on the boys he was young he was Pig Gunpowder and Young Gunpowder. Uh, he was the voice of these characters. This was from season 2022. These were, I think, the cartoon characters that appear before um, the 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 black masked uh, member of the uh, the team of the seven. Mm. So he never they, they him and Jensen don't don't ever have any kind of probably on screen time together because he's a voice. Uh, actor in these episodes uh jensen played soldier boy in that you know for a few episodes in this past season it's just so cool how everybody's like interconnected right and soldier boy of course we found out was the father of homelander i have not seen the boys unfortunately he was on uh picard recently he was a mugger he was on castle as well um, funny enough, just happened to pop up on my IMDb, uh, DJ Qualls is showing up on my IMDb, uh, who plays, of course, Garth. Um, I have the opportunity, if I want to, to meet Garth, as well as, like, a thousand other Supernatural actors at Rhode Island Comic Con coming up this, uh, weekend, including, um, Samantha Smith, who plays, uh, the original Mary Winchester, as well as, uh, God's sister, as well as Loki, as well as possibly Sam Winch, uh, Jared Panalecki will be there as well. But uh, he's like $120 for an autograph and like $95 for a photo. That's not bad. Take my money. (laughs) That's ridiculous. It's, oh, Mitch Pelegi will also be there. Um, Oh, and uh, uh, Genevieve Padalecki will be there as well. You can get a Walker picture taken, but they're not being labeled as as Supernatural guests, only Walker. Of course, because they've got the the cw cons well they got yeah creation con yeah that's that's one yeah um okay sure i guess so i I can afford to meet like one person so (laughs) in in this episode um 
Jesse is called a multitude of things. He's called the Antichrist. Um, He's he's called a bunch of things, but he's never called from what I remember actually what he is. Technically, Jesse Turner is a Cambian or a Kotako, which is actually a Japanese word, which means like half child. So Cambian is European mythology from the 19th centuries. Um, have you ever heard the term like, oh, my kid was replaced by the fairies? Mm, yes. Um, that's that's very much what they believed back in, you know, the medieval eras is that um, a child was replaced with like a half child uh-huh. with like normally it was changelings or fairies that they believed that the child was mixed with. But Kotako um, normally... It's half human and half ogre, but in this case, you know, half demon. Um, I've got a legend there, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Malleus Maleficarum. The Malleus Maleficarum is some 15th century demonology text, some compendium, and it's got a lot of really interesting lore in it. So according to this, Demons cannot mate with humans. To get a child, you need to have a living body, but also you need a soul. And because demons don't have souls, what has to happen is a succubus will have relations with a human male to require a um, sample. And then she will pass it to an incubus, which is like the male version of a succubus. Um, uh, a male demon who then will corrupt his seed with the the human soul giving life stuff and then the incubus will in turn transfer the sample to a human female that's a lot of steps sounds gross sounds super gross there's a lot of swapping and basically Everyone that you've slept with, you are sleeping with all the people that they have slept with. So that is a representation of that in a handbasket. Sounds lovely. <laughs> Why is that so <laughs> Beautiful gross? Beautiful stuff. <laughs> right. So from the season five Supernatural Guide, uh, it says a closer look at the demon spawn, which, by the way, um, just so we're clear, and we'll get it right off the bat right now, who is the actual Antichrist of Supernatural? Would that be Jack? That would be Jack. Okay. Okay. So we're never going to cover Jack in a separate episode, as is pretty much going to cover that as well. Um, Jack is the Antichrist, and he is the new god. So it makes sense the devil would birth the new god. Yes. We pretty much just cover it right there. <laughs> um, and Dean calls Jack Antichrist at least a couple times. Uh, but uh, we don't we don't need to have a whole separate episode dedicated to to Jack. I think that's fair. Yeah, we can you know if you got something to say about Jack, we're pretty much going to cover it in this episode. What Jack is, we don't need to cover Jack himself because we're not a character uh, breakdown of the show characters, other than like who they are as a creature. When we talk about the mythology, the lore, the biblical stuff, this is also, by the way, one of the very, 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 very few episodes that happens to mention Jesus or Christianity in a way 
that is a reflection of Jesus. Supernatural never gave us a Jesus. They gave us an Adam and Eve, but they never gave us a Jesus. You know, I see that come up in a lot of supernatural groups. And I feel like, you know, when it comes to the Bible-loving population, there is a lot of different ways that people interpret, you know, their Bible, depending on their sect of Christianity. And, uh, you know, some people, even within those individual sects, can either be incredibly happy with some sort of representation, or they can be incredibly pissed with some sort of representation. And you just, in the end, you can't make everybody happy. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anything biblical, I get a little nervous to cover because people 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 are are like, well, that's not what it says. That's not what it says in my book. Well, you know, no, just say it. People are fucking crazy. We live in religious nut jobs all the time that are using God's name as like some type of like, you know, bullshit scam to get money or to hurt people. Yeah. I mean, you know, even when researching the Antichrist, I have actual like documentation here, depending on which book and which sect of the Bible you are looking at, the Antichrist has different terms. In the book of John, quote, every spirit that does not confess Jesus is an Antichrist. And then in the book of Revelation, there is no direct uh, mention of, quote, Antichrist, but it is speculated um, on what they are referring to in terms of, quote, the beast. Right. So depending on which book, you're going to get different answers. Right. So from the Supernatural um, Season 5 Companion, um, written by Nicholas Knight. When most Christians think of the Antichrist, they think of a wolf in sheep's clothing, or rather a devil in sheep's clothing, seeing as how the Antichrist is believing to be the devil's son, and Christ is also known as the Lamb of God. The common interpretation of the biblical references is that the Antichrist is the end times leader who sees people into thinking he will provide salvation from the apocalypse, but instead leaves his followers to their damnation. Watch the Left Behind series with Kirk Cameron that happens in that. Um, We wanted to present the Antichrist in a slightly different way state story editor Andrew Dabb. The Antichrist in the Bible is really less of a fighter and more of a taker. So we look to the Antichrist as a literal definition. Christ was born of a virgin human woman, but was divine, and our Antichrist is born of a virgin woman, uh, but is demonic. Supernatural's Antichrist isn't Lupus's child, that would be Jack. He is simply demon spawn, which extends the mythology beyond Christianity to other cultures where human-demon hybrids are known by names such as Kembion or Kotako, as you have said. Of course, mm-hmm. one could argue that Sam Winchester is demonic as well, yet he always tries to do the right thing and fights on the side of good. So you couldn't assume that having demon blood inside him makes Antichrist, Jesse, turn evil. Sam says, okay, so whatever doing this is reshaping reality, it has the powers of a god or a trickster. Dean says, and a sense of humor of a nine-year-old. And Sam says, or you. <laughs> Alright, go on with your next note, because I uh, this is like a this is a whole page of information about the their version of the Antichrist for the show. Okay. So um, there's quite a few Cambians in pop culture. Raven from Teen Titans. Hellboy. Yes. Trigon, uh, of, Trigon of uh, is her father, the, the demon with the six eyes and the devil horns and such. Um, pretty well explained in the you... uh, Titans TV show or the cartoon series. Yes. Did you know that Merlin technically is that the Arthurian legend is the son of a mortal woman in an incubus? Nope. The great Merlin. So there are lots 
of links to pop culture when it comes to the Antichrist. We've got American Dad Season 5, Episode 9, which I think is hilarious. It's one of their Christmas episodes, so you know I love that stuff. Um, and he, he basically just says everything backwards and got, like, upside-down crosses everywhere, and he's very goofy and very funny. Um, a quote from Roger from that episode is, oh, I love your religion for the crazy virgin birth water into wine is like harry potter but it causes genocide and bad folk music oof that's a rough one um we've got the omen both the 1976 and the 2006 version american horror story has featured the antichrist in multiple seasons both murder house and apocalypse just to name a couple and then there's a lot of speculation online in both directions about the chilling adventures of Sabrina, if Sabrina is the Antichrist or not. Um, you know, there's season two, episode six, the missionaries where she's got the crown of thorns spoken about how she's the herald of hell, but there's speculation online whether, um, she's the Antichrist or not because of all of the different acts that she performed, the exorcism, raising the dead, crossing into limbo, signing the book in the book of the beast. Conjuring Hellfire, Restoring Eyesight to the Blind, and the Suicidal Act where she kills a version of herself at the end was um, a satanic perversion. It It is said. Um, I also have some Katako lore. Three cases of Shinto mythological figures were presented to show the otherness that signifies either good or misfortune depending on the social context and historical time. The tale of the Kotako, um, in this one, it's half human, half ogre. The tale has several different versions with several different endings. Um, the laughter of the Oni, Oni meaning like um, demon, is described by Kawhi in 1995. A long, long time ago, a man entered an Oni, man-eating ogre, while working out in the field. He told the Oni how much he loved Mochi, jokingly adding that he could even trade his wife for it. He loved it so much. Taking his casual banter seriously, the Oni treated him to Mochi. The man ate his favorite food to his fill and happily went off to find that the Oni had taken his wife in exchange for the treat he had. The man searched everywhere and finally located his wife on the island which the Oni lived. The man and his wife managed to come back home with Katako, meaning half-child, the child born of his wife and the Oni on the island. At 10 years old, Katako grew tired of being ridiculed and ostracized by his human peers. He asked his mother to cut the Oni part of me into pieces when he died and then committed suicide. In another version, after experiencing the difficulty of living in the human world, the Katako returned to his Oni father's island, and he grew very weary of eating humans and asked his grandfather Oni to kill him to stop him from consuming his human peers. But in both versions, the hybrid child cannot fit and chooses suicide as, quote, the only path available to him. Japanese legends are super sad. A little bit. 
Um, yep. continuing from the supernatural, oh, the supernatural season five, what isn't known for sure is exactly how they are conceived. The popular theory is that a succubus has sex with a human male, steals his seed, and transfers the human seed in an, incub- in an incubus, then uses the demon tainted seed. In the case of Jesse Turner, his mother wasn't even aware she had been raped by an incubus, perhaps because she was already possessed by the demon that stayed with her throughout the pregnancy. Uh, fortunately, it doesn't happen often. Even a single demon spawn is dangerous enough, believed to be one of the devil's greatest weapons in the war against heaven. The Antichrist's powers include changing his thoughts to reality, manifesting his anger, anger as a destructive force, exercising demons, teleportation, and the ability to hide from demons and angels. The angel Castiel fears that Jesse could destroy all the angels as easily as turning one into a toy, but so long as the child stays hidden and is raised by good parents, that will hopefully never happen. This character never returns on the show, by the way. I know it's that's the majority of what you find online in reference to this episode and everybody is not happy about it because they're like we'll see you again one day one day one day you know yeah it's like it's like they, the writers completely forgot about him or didn't want to bring him back because he was part of the Kripke era which yeah. he is I mean he was created in the show's final season run by Eric Kripke um, who would go on to create other television shows after this that's pretty much where Kripke went and then Kripke makes really only one appearance on Supernatural and it's in season six. It's the uh the, the French connection. By the way, yeah. the actor who played uh Balthazar in the French connection, you know the one that was uh helping Castiel with his war against Michael? Yeah. With the with getting the objects and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that actor was recently on the Cabinet of Curiosities on the um uh Guillermo del Toro series on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. Supernatural alumni uh getting work still. Uh, I was. I, it took me a little while to figure out who I'd seen, the, where I'd seen him from, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. He was in season six of Supernatural, among many other things the actor has done, of course." Yeah, yeah. I I wish they they would have brought him back. I I know a lot of people were hoping and looking forward to that, but right, <sighs> not um, up to us. No, 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 no. Uh, do you have some more notes about the Antichrist before we go? Especially to do with this episode? Um, not a lot in particularly, but I do have a question. Yeah. Do you think that this whole Malathias, Malacarium, um, where the succubus steals the seed of a human man and gives to an incubus to impregnate a human mother, do you think that happened with Jesse Turner in reference uh, to Yeah. I never thought about it until, like, just a few minutes ago. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Gross. I mean, they're implying, right? I, I guess so. Uh, not having researched the lore behind Cambion before, I, I never really knew to put two and two together. Gordon Walker, by the way, would refer to Sam Winchester as the Antichrist. There's a lot of Antichrists on the show. Yeah. No Christ, though. <laughs> Yeah, they kept Christ. I guess they believe in the Book of John in this case. Apparently Uh, so. That is where the Antichrist's first uh, reference is the Book of John, correct? Yes. Yeah. Unless, unless you want to talk about the Hebrew Bible, in which case he is referenced in the Book of Daniel, and that was written in 167 BCE. Okay, so before. Uh, the book of John was written. Yes. And the quote is, who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? 
This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Yeah, there's, and That's you know, like Bible quote. Previous, previous to that, there is potential mention of the Antichrist, but it, it just depends on if you want to believe quote the beast from the abyss or quote the beast from the sea, and then there's the Thessalonians, um, where he's called the man of sin or the son of perdition. Um, it just it just depends on which um uh yeah yeah, yeah there's, just, there's a mean, lot of words really, for it the, and it, it's like this would definitely have been the episode to have a priest on for with us or a minister. Oh, totally. Mel, where can people find us? On Twitter and on our Facebook group at... Well, we don't um, have a Twitter anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, well, you can find us individually on Twitter. Yeah, you can find us individually on Twitter at Christy S-A-V. Or at Mel Heflin. Right. And you can find Mel in the United States coming up soon. She's coming back. Soon. I have like 100 days left. So like half, like a quarter of a year. Yeah, finally. And yes, join our Facebook group. Make posts about Supernatural. Do not make posts uh, just to self-promote whatever the hell it is you got going on. Unless they're related <laughs> to Supernatural, please um, have conversations about Supernatural and so on and so forth. Leave us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play if you could. Leave a five-star rating on Amazon Prime's um, Audible app where you can also find us. Not a lot of people rate people on Audible, but I don't think they, they remember that they're on there. But I think they're also moving all of the podcast over to uh, Amazon Music as well. So you can rate us there, too. Uh, but wherever else you can find the podcast, like RadioHorror.com, you can listen to all our previous episodes. Uh, and we'll be back with our Trickster God episode, which I think we declared we will definitely be doing, on the next episode of Supernatural yeah. Creatures and Lore. Thanks, guys. In the shadows you can hear the sound.